Welcome to Raiders on the Record, the podcast featuring Hastings High School Athletics. I'm Athletic Director Trent Hansen. My colleague Tim Hanneberg and I work together to bring you the stories of Raiders sports. We are thrilled to share conversations with the athletes, coaches, and alumni that represent Raider Nation. Check back weekly and be sure to share this podcast with your friends in the Raiders Network. Alec Rood is a 2017 Raider graduate. During his time at Hastings High School, he participated in hockey and tennis. During his junior year of high school, Alec was a captain of the tennis team in the number one singles. During his senior year, he was captain of the hockey team and captain of the tennis team, also while being the number one singles again. After graduating from Hastings High School, he attended St. Mary's University in Winona, where he competed in tennis and majored in business analytics and sports management. Currently, Alec is living in Orlando, Florida, and works for the, the United States Tennis Association, where he plans and runs operations and tennis competitions. All right, here we are with Alec Rude. Alec, we do a couple questions here in the beginning, just so we can get some background information on you. So first thing here, tell us about the schools you attended in town, elementary, middle, high school, and the year you graduated from Hastings High School as well. For sure. No, thanks for having me on. It's a, a great uh, podcast idea. Very excited to be on. As I moved into Hastings from Woodbury, um, I think around the kindergarten age, and then obviously went to Tilden. I think I think it was Tilden, and then went to uh, Chris McCullough for elementary school, and then Hastings Middle School, and then uh, graduated from Hastings High School in 2017. So um, initially, my my dad was from Cottage Grove. My mom was from Hastings originally, and then we lived in Woodbury and then moved around then. So um, it was kind of a good switch at a good time. But uh, Chris McCullough, I have a lot, of, a lot of passion for Chris McCullough. I know some people, a lot of my friends are from Pinecrest, and they think how much better that is. But I'm a proud Chris McCullough elementary grad. Was that hard for your dad then to see in the blue and gold coming from Cottage Grove, or no? Did he make the transition okay? Uh I don't think it was hard for him, but my dad was an assistant coach for their hockey team. And again, uh, many people could think of Cottage Grove as not being the best at sports with how many players they lose to like private schools and all these prep schools. But when my dad coached their hockey team, they were actually number one in the state at that time. I think it was the early 90s. Like they had two division one goalies. They were just insane. And my dad, he always dreamed of getting the state tournament and he just couldn't make it ever. So um, I think, I think it's, me and his dream are maybe in a few years down the road coaching together and who knows if it would be for Cottage Grove or if Adam Welch decides for some reason at a young age to not be here anymore, but I know that's going to happen. That's funny. So you already told us a little bit about your family, your mom and dad, where they grew up. Uh, just give us a little more background info on your family then, um, about your sister, um, maybe where your parents worked, anything else that you just want to kind of add in there as well. For sure. Yeah. My mom and dad, they are both in the food business. So as I mentioned, my mom's a Hastings grad. My dad's a Park Cottage Grove uh, grad, Um, but they're both in the food business. Um, My mom's a food salesman. My dad's a head meat manager. So um, their big thing was not to have me in the food business because I know they like what they do, but they said, I'm not having a kid do that. So um, that's kind of where they're at now. They both still live in Hastings. And then my sister is in her freshman year, just wrapping up actually 
Um, I think my mom and dad are actually getting, getting her today from Fargo, but she goes to North Dakota State and uh, majors in uh, criminal justice. So um, I don't know if really being a police officer is down her path, but more of like the background information and me and her are such like criminal mind watchers and everything. And if I wasn't in the sports for studying, I would have uh, went into that as well. So her doing that uh, kind of makes me happy, uh, but she graduated Hastings last year. Um, Dance was her main sport. Uh, she danced for like 15 years. So uh, again, it wasn't really a high school sport, but um, she was very successful in that. And uh, it was kind of cool to, some brothers will say, I don't want to go to dance competitions. I don't want to do that. And to be honest, I, I, I supported her. I, I could have done a lot more, but I did not mind uh, dance competitions. They're a lot more fun than I thought they would be. <laughs> so this is mainly a sports podcast. We, we circle around sports and mainly focus around sports. So think about your life growing up. What do you think one of your best or your earliest sports memories was? Uh, it could be playing catch in the backyard with your dad. It could be uh, a twins game growing up, something like that. So what do you think the one of those, the best or your early sports memories were? I would say the one I always think of and like my friends and I would joke around is um, my second year of 10 year old baseball. Uh, we had, we didn't have a triple A team, which is the highest level, but we uh, instead, instead decided to have two double A teams, which kind of made a good heated rivalry. We kind of had half, half the good kids on one team, half the other ones, half the average kids on one came up from single A. So I was one of those average kids, but it was kind of a heated rivalry there. And uh, both of our teams made the state quarterfinals actually. And um, just to be in that environment, I think youth baseball is the most fun I've ever had. And uh, my team ended up getting third in state that year. So just to be around that, um, we always have a good laugh. The other Hastings team actually got disqualified in their quarterfinal game because one of their players like slept in and didn't show up. I'm not going to say who it was, but uh, we always, if we see the other team, even when we're hanging out right now as we're older, we kind of will mention that at times. So that's, that's for sure a fun memory with those guys. And basically that whole team is still some of my best buddies, Cole Benson. He's playing college baseball right now, Brandon cook playing college hockey. So uh, it's been really cool to see them Matt Nikolai college baseball. So it's so cool to see them. Uh, continuing their sports uh, past the high school level sure. as well. Nice. Next one here then for you. What do you think one of your first jobs growing up was? And and this could be some of the, I wouldn't say old timers I talked to, but some of the older people, it seems like they're always growing up working on farms, uh, picking rock or decasting corn. I feel like that's kind of going away now, but so what do you think one of your first jobs was? It could be once again, working for your family. It could be a paid job. Um, so what do you think that was? Uh, I know exactly. I did it for many, many years. It was staying on the topic of baseball as a youth baseball umpire. Um, my, I think my parents told me, introduced me to it in about the eighth grade. And as an eighth grader, umping a few kids younger than me and dealing with the parents and everything, obviously it was great pay. It's about 50, 60 bucks a game just to go there for an hour and a half and just to be involved in the game. But the most important thing is that they, they knew that this was going to teach me a life lesson of how to deal with people. And um, I give a lot of credit to that job because when you have fans screaming at you every every pitch, um, they really um, it teaches you a life lesson how to deal with people. So that's I credit that to be one of the most uh, biggest inspirations for me and how to overcome different situations in life. Do you think that gave you maybe a little more a little different perspective on the game of baseball too, seeing it from the other side or? Um, as not a fan or, or a player, you know, seeing him from um, a refing and umping side. Do you think it gave you a little different perspective or helped you out in the game at all too? 
No, for sure. And the funny thing is a few hours ago, um, I was on YouTube actually watching some uh, like sports highlights. And the one that came up was the Detroit Tigers pitcher, I think about five, seven years ago that lost his perfect game because Jim Joyce, the umpire blew a call. And the next day he was crying because he knew he ruined it for the kid. And um, I, I w- I've been put in many situations and there was a specific one where I thought a ball was foul when it clearly wasn't. And both coaches were screaming at me and you're just like, I just stood there. Like, I don't know what to do, but as a 14 year old kid, I managed what to do and I just trusted myself. So that just, again, when you're playing or you're coaching, you don't have to worry about anything. Like you're just out there living your best life. And when you're mm-hmm. umping, you're, you're more nervous, nervous than any player or coach out there. And I'm going to stick by that the whole time. So um, it really taught me and showed me many different things of how you can be implemented in the game, even if you're actually not a part of the team. For sure. Nice. All right. Last one then for some background info, you could pick three of these categories. I got a lot of the categories on there. Um, So just pick three of them and then just tell us your favorite one. Or if you want to just pick one of them and pick three of your favorite things, that's sometimes we we have difficulty picking. So, uh, so your favorite movie, your favorite food, your favorite artist, your favorite author, or your favorite time of the year. So pick three of those and let's hear your favorite one. Uh, for movie, I'll go Miracle. That's a pretty easy one. Remember the Titans is a very high runner up. Um, I think uh, artist, Imagine Dragons. Uh, I've always wanted to see them in, in concert, really like them. And then time of the year, um, obviously um, I'll get into it probably later, but I could say it now. I'm living in Florida currently. But the favorite time of the year, still being a Minnesota boy, is winter just because of high school hockey season and hockey in general. So you can't beat winters. I know people hate it in Minnesota, but I freaking love it. And I'll, I'll even love it more down here in Florida when it's 70s and it's December. So For sure. All right. So then, so then uh, walk us through your sports journey. I usually like to stop around sixth grade. That's when it seems like more people get uh, serious about sports too. And it seems like kind of before that time, a lot of people are playing multiple different sports, seeing what they like, seeing what they don't like. So walk us through your sports journey. What sports did you play growing up? Um, Maybe once again, you talked about your dad coaching. So was your dad a part of any of those teams as well? And uh, like I said, let's stop maybe around sixth grade, right before you got to middle school. For sure. Um, Yeah. Growing up, I was a big, uh, Baseball player and then hockey as well. Hockey, I, I, I never made the top team, but it's always something I really love to do. Um, and then baseball, my dad was my coach almost every year. And he really, um, he, he was probably, he took some years off, but he was my, he was my baseball coach throughout the uh, most of the years. Um, and then as I got to middle school, um, I kind of went back and forth on it. And I know you said sixth grade, but I'll just mention one thing quick in eighth grade that I is, is kind of um, unusual for me, but what I did is I played, because for baseball, you could play school baseball and traveling. What I decided to do was to play school tennis and traveling baseball at the same time, because um, the few, uh, the summer before that, I was playing with Colin and Brady C, their Hastings grads, and then um, I think Marcus Chorney as well, who's playing hockey at Quinnipiac and we both just we all played tennis every day I fell in love with it and I'm like what the hey I can play both and then figure out once high school starts what I really want to do and um, that's when I just decided uh, tennis was my love and it was hard to stop baseball but then I decided to play tennis from uh, ninth grade on so that was kind of a unique situation that um, I always tell people just playing tennis and baseball at the same time I don't really have time to do homework 
for any night. That was just the craziest year of my life. But again, it was it was cool to still be around my baseball friends I grew up with and then playing a new sport as well. For sure. Yeah, then like you said, we get started in about ninth grade. Walk us through maybe each year what sports you played during what season. Um, and then any kind of what level you played on to. And if you played and you could you could circle back to middle school too if you wanted, if you would got brought up to maybe a JV or varsity level at any of those sports too. So walk us through the sports you played for each year, any accomplishments that went with those as well, you know, all conference, all state, um, captain, anything that, that goes along with uh, each sport for each season. For sure. And I totally forgot to mention the sports. I was so bad at it, but I did, I guess I did play football through seventh grade. Um, I just was not good. I, I remember one year, I think it was coach Augie Moore. He just, he got on me cause I couldn't even tackle a little guy. And I just, I knew right from there, it was just not for me. So I actually played football through seventh grade and then I stopped. Um, but starting ninth grade year, again, that's when I made the switch. I unfortunately quit baseball and, um, of course, the next year that I quit baseball, that same team I was on won the state championship. So that was kind of a gut wrench. I'm not, I always say to them, they did move down to double A baseball, but again, a state championship is a state championship. So it was tough for me to miss on that. But um, freshman year, I played my last year at Bantams for hockey and then also made the varsity tennis team. I was kind of the last guy to make it. And especially, I only started playing tennis in eighth grade. So that only being my second true year of the sport. Um, kind of just shows you how much I loved it and just loved going to the courts every day. So making varsity just my second year ever playing the sport was super cool. And then my sophomore year, um, I was probably one of the last guys to make the JV hockey team, which was awesome for me. Um, to be honest, I didn't even know if I was going to make it, but uh, Russ Welch, that was his last year. And I'm so thankful that he um, accepted me because he still picked the JV team for that as well. And I'm so thankful that he did because, yeah, if I didn't make the hockey team, um, I could have focused on tennis a lot more, but to be honest, I would have rather played hockey for those three years than been probably a tennis state champion. It just hockey in Minnesota, no matter if you're good or not, that just, that's what happens. And then obviously played tennis my sophomore year and then junior year is kind of when I really took the stride in tennis, became the number one singles player, um, still was on the JV hockey team, was the leading scorer, which was really cool. And then senior year as well um, was the top player on our tennis team and then uh, made the varsity hockey team. I was a captain for the hockey team my senior year and then a captain for my tennis team, uh, the junior, my junior and senior year. So that was really cool. Um, our tennis team was section run, section runners up my junior year or my senior year, uh, which is a really cool thing. We lost one of the best teams in the state. I think the state runner up my senior year, but just to be on a team where you got to play in a section final, especially with a bunch of kids that are all multi-sport athletes, basically. And then we all basically started tennis like our eighth grade year. And we're playing all these teams where they've been playing tennis their whole life. And we're, we're, we're just kids that go to the courts and just play and screw around. We don't go take private lessons. We don't play in the winters because we're too busy with other things. And we're beating all these teams that they only play tennis their whole life. So that was just such a cool thing to be a part of. And so thankful to be on that tennis team. For sure. One thing that I've watched some tennis this year and it kind of, it boggles my mind. You know, there's, there's different um, psychological things with each sport. One thing that kind of boggles my mind is the number one tennis. And this is why, cause I'm bringing it up. Cause you said you played number one singles for, for both here at 11th and, and 12th grade year. So uh, what kind of, what kind of mentality goes into maybe the number one singles when you know you're playing the best person on their team every single game, you know, when you, 
you know, I'm there watching and I look down at the number two and the number three, you know, and then doubles as well, you know, and you, you maybe look down the line and say, man, I, I'm better than this kid on my team, but he's playing a weaker opponent and he might be having success and I'm not having success. And how do you, maybe if that did happen to you, how do you kind of keep coming back every single week um, and have a positive mental attitude with tennis or maybe that didn't happen to you at all. And, and you just kind of brought a good mentality to it each week. So you think maybe you walk us through that and, and what's that like, maybe just playing the best person on that other team every single time. Cause once again, I got a wrestling background and, and we might duel another team and I might not wrestle the, you know, you never might, you might never see the best kid on the other team ever throughout the entire year, you know, but that tennis, you are seeing their best player every single, every single game. So walk us through the mentality of what, it, what it's like to play that number one spot on the tennis team. For sure. And um, it was a little different for me because our conference was not the best for tennis. Um, but again, it's the number one single spot. And tennis is a sport in high school where not really many upsets happen. You basically know if you're going to get crushed, you're going to crush a guy or it's going to be a good match. And um, with our knowledge of our tennis team and how much research we'd like to do, I knew that going in. I had to play the state champion twice that year. I had to play the state semifinalist twice that year. Um, who both got many D1 offers. And I just knew as a kid that started tennis as an eighth grade, I just, I probably wasn't going to win, but um, just trying to win as many as possible. And then you play a team um, lower in the Metro East Conference where you know you're going to win, but then you just got to work on different stuff in your game and just try to practice different things that you could get better at. So um, to be honest, when I played one singles, there wasn't many times that there was close matches. It was either they crushed me, I win pretty handily or else it was a couple times or it was a good match. So it was so hard to kind of do that. But um, I went into every single tennis match with the same mentality. Our whole team did as well. And uh, Coach Mick Willett, who I'll probably touch on in a little bit, uh, tennis coach, he was so good with that. And I have a good story too I'll uh, mention, I think, a little later about what he did with us. When that really, uh, he really got us in line of not to take the bad team seriously, uh, not seriously. So. Awesome. Next two questions for you then, Alec. They're a little similar, but if you could break them up, that'd be great. So what do you think your most, most rewarding experience was being a high school athlete? And then the second question is your favorite moment um, as a high school athlete. So your most rewarding experience as a high school athlete and then your favorite moment. So if you got two different ones, that'd be great for us. For sure. And uh, I'm going to put hockey into both of these. Um, my most rewarding was just being named captain on that hockey team. Um, my sophomore and junior year, my junior year, I maybe got a couple uh, games in for varsity. Um, probably the m minimum I got a varsity letter. I was kind of actually shocked I even got one. But um, just to be named captain, especially from being mainly a JV player the year before, um, was really special to me. It showed um, how much my teammates respected me. Um, and then the first game of my senior year, I was on the first line with Colin C and Luke Larson, who are easily probably our two best players at the time. And everyone was like, even Colin C and I wasn't mad at him all. He even make jokes like we're announcing the starting lineups and you see Colin and Luke skate down and you see this Alec kid who probably is not the best skater in the conference and probably is just a absolute goon out there, which that was basically my only job is to block shots and try to get in the way of people. And I went down from the first line to the second line to the third line and then in our section game, my last game ever, I really did not even play five on five hockey. Coach uh, Welch just had me play penalty kill and power play. And to be honest, like, obviously I was mad about it then, but that was just 
That's what it was. I wasn't the best hockey player at all, but just to see that him and Coach Klein, Matt Klein, had faith in me and even put me on the first line just for that one game um, really just was so special for me. Unfortunately, I got a concussion that game, so I don't remember much of it, but I knew right before that game, listening to the music on that bus going there was just special for me. And then this ties in the favorite moment as well. Um, I think it was maybe halfway through our season, we played North St. Paul, who beat us the year before. North St. Paul's hockey, I think they folded by now. They're not even, they're not known to be that good. But of course, my senior year, they had about four to five players that were really good. And this was probably their best team in like 20 years. And um, we beat them 3 2. I had a goal that game. I had a block, I had like two block shots that saved the goal. And um, just after that game, I went in the locker room and I honestly was tearing up because of how happy that made me because I know that after that game and I was on the first line, I knew I wasn't really going to get many other opportunities, but that game, I got so many and I knew that was probably one of the last opportunities I'd have to kind of be the, uh, one of the main guys out there. So that was just such a special moment for me. And, um, I think it was a Saturday night game. There was a full student section and that's just something you can't pass up as a high school hockey player in Minnesota. For sure. So you talked about playing for your dad growing up. Uh, you talked about Russ Welch, Adam Welch, Mick Willette. So a ton of different coaches, um, so who do you think, and this is a very tricky question, but um, who do you think one of the best coaches you played for um, was growing up? And you could pick someone from multiple different sports if you really wanted to, but uh, someone that really taught you something, a lesson, uh, they had some characteristic that you really kind of um, saw in them that you really want to put in your own life or something they really taught you that you really instilled in your own life and, and took it and move forward with it. So who do you think that um, best coaches that you played for? Yeah. And um I'm not going to default him because I do think he was one of my best coach, but uh, with Russ and Adam, I really didn't have a chance to, I only played for Adam for basically one year. Russ, I didn't really play for him at all. Um, but to be honest, like Mick Willette and then even Marissa Welch being the, her being the assistant coach for the tennis team was um, super awesome for me. And Mick Willette just taught me so many different lessons about uh, who to be as a person and everything. And, um, this was the story I wanted to bring up. We were going to play, I think it was Simley at home. And we knew that Simley just, we knew they weren't the best team and we knew we were going to easily win. And we were kind of screwing around in warmups and Mick came over to our little team huddle and he just started going off on us. Like, and we were all shocked. We're like, what did we do? What did we do? And he goes, you guys are giggling. Like, this is not even a match. Like, and the joke was, he said, this is not hit and giggle tennis. And for like the rest of the year, we'd like make jokes and say hit and giggle tennis. And I think even Carson Conradi, who's on the team, he came down to Florida a couple of weeks ago with Killian. And we even, I think, said that as a joke. So um, right after that simile match, we knew that it wasn't going to be like that anymore. You can't screw around when you play teams that you know you're going to win. And he just taught me so many different life lessons. I had him as a teacher, I think my senior year as well. And just to see the respect he had and how much effort he put in because he knew that our, our group was special and the bond we had, we called each other the brotherhood because of how special we, um, the friendships were. So that was just an awesome experience to just uh, be kind of his main guy and uh, captain for him for two years. Nice. So once again, you played baseball growing up, you played hockey, you started tennis a little later too, but um, multiple different sports you played. So who do you think one of the best um, teammates you played for was growing up? Hopefully you don't pick Conrad, mention him, but <laughs> uh, so, so once again, yeah, who, who do you think one of the best teammates was? Um, and this could be multiple different reasons. And, and once again, you could pick someone from multiple or from a different sport as well. Um, but someone that really 
um, maybe the hardest worker, maybe someone that was really motivating, someone that was always there for you um, to pick you up when you're down. So who do you think that best teammate was? Yeah, I, I would have to say probably Brad Rish, who is still one of my best friends now. He was on the tennis team with me. Uh, me and him were kind of the one and two singles uh, the whole time, my junior and senior year. Um, but him and I really, we both started tennis eighth grade year together. And then we kept going at it the whole time. We had the same routine every day throughout the week where we'd go to Raiders Express and then we would go play a match for tennis, a two out of three match. And then uh, we would rest a little and then go to tennis at night. It'd be the same rotation over and over. We played hockey together. So um, just having him there uh, was super beneficial for me and uh, Tyne and Conradi as well. Um, and Conradi, he'd, he'd understand what I'm saying this, but one of my biggest regrets is, uh, I wouldn't say regret, but something I should have thought a little harder about was my senior year for tennis, uh, me being the one singles guy, I kind of had the choice of who I wanted to play doubles with in our section tournament. And uh, I chose Conradi over Brad because I just wasn't sure um, who, I, I just felt like Conradi was focused a little more, but um, didn't really think hard about Brad. I was just trying to enjoy um, his senior year a little more. And um, unfortunately, Brad ended up beating me in that section tournament and made it farther than me. But I knew if I would have picked Brad, we had probably had, had a really good chance of making it to the state tournament instead of just falling short. So I, I joke around with Brad and Conradi quite a bit that I should have picked Brad and they, again, it's over with, we're not going to go back, but that's just a fun thing. And Brad was always there for me, whether it was on the tennis court or on the ice. So uh, he was really special and um, he's still my, one of my best friends to this day, which is really cool. Nice. So thinking about your own improvement process, once again, you started tennis, not super late, but you started in eighth grade and then eventually made it to the number one spot on the team, the number one singles. Um, hockey as well, you know, you, you talked about uh, being JV, your freshman and, and sophomore year as well, and then um, kind of mostly 11th grade as well on the JV hockey. So think about your own improvement process. Um, what kind of things helped you? What did training look like? Um, did you do anything in the off season to help you out? Um, sometimes these people have that kind of big spike eventually, and, and you, you were kind of more, sounds like more of a gradual increase throughout your high school career. So. Um, what do you think your own improvement process looked like? What helped you out and, and where do those big jumps take place? Yeah, for hockey, um, I probably wish I would have took it a little more serious because starting my senior year, that's when I knew like I was an okay hockey player and could have been better. But um, that was just shooting pucks in the garage. Um, you'll hear Kiki Racky stories all the time of her shooting pucks in the garage. And like I have holes all over my garage and my dad had to repair, I think a couple of years ago. So I didn't do it a lot, but even those small things just help you so much better. Um, I know Brandon Cook, who is at Air Force playing hockey right now, and he uh, was at Hastings until his sophomore year. He would go in his hockey, in his garage the whole day and just shoot pucks. And um, just something like that is really, um, that taught me if I, even if I go shoot pucks for 20 minutes every couple of days, it could help so much. And then tennis, um, again, it was just us enjoying the game. Like we did not really find it fun to train that much like yeah we had different drills and stuff at night that was put on by the Hastings Senate Association that was great for us but basically we just love to go play and I think that's what helped us um, be so successful is that even if we didn't like train super hard and focus on the techniques just from playing so freaking much that um, that was going to make us better so um, that just shows that you don't really have to fully 
dedicate every single part of your body to training. You can just literally go play with your friends and it can help you be super successful. And again, we won the conference. Uh, we won our conference my junior year and then we were sections runners up my senior year. So um, it was just a bunch of guys enjoying uh, playing tennis. For sure. Uh, so then you get done with high school, walk us through. Um, we could go kind of post-secondary college too. Um, where you went, what you majored in, um, did you play a sport or not? And then we'll kind of slowly get into what you're doing now because you got a really cool um, job and, and opportunity that you're in right now too. So yeah, let's walk through college and then, and then where you're at right now. Yeah, so I went to St. Mary's University of Minnesota, uh, which is um, in Winona. I played tennis down there, which is uh, really awesome. Um, a good experience for me. I majored in sports management and business analytics. Um, so I graduated there this past fall and now I am um, living in Orlando, uh, working for the United States Tennis Association um, on their events team. So that's really something that um, is awesome. Uh, right now I'm uh, in charge of running the NCA Division One tournament uh, that we've had some pro tournaments I've been uh, helping run as well. So just the huge events that we've had, I'll probably go to New York, hopefully in August for the US Open. So um, kind of a dream job that I saw and I knew I couldn't really pass up. Uh, there was a lot of applicants. I think there's about 550 and um, luckily they saw my resume with that many applicants. They don't even see your resume sometimes. So just to see that was really a blessing for me and um, something that I'm really enjoying right now. Yeah. So how did that um, come about? You know, did you just see it advertise somewhere or did you know someone that was involved in it or what, what did that process look like? Yep. So um, there's a website called teamwork online, which is uh, a big one for sports jobs. And I look at that all the time. I even looked at it today just to see uh, what cool jobs are there. And I just saw it on there and I knew I applied maybe kind of late and then they didn't hear, I didn't hear back from them for over a month after that. And I was like, okay, this is just, they forgot about me. And then I got this email in like October, I'm like, oh my God, like they want to call me. And it was a four-step interview process. It took forever. And then um, I was even on the verge of going back for my final semester just to play tennis and take some more classes because I wasn't sure what to do with jobs because it's so hard to get a big job in the sports industry these days. Um, and right when I was off for that position, I knew I just had to take it. But um, it's just doing your research online, whether it's LinkedIn, that teamwork online or other sources, just to find out um, uh, where you can uh, find the best sports jobs for you. Is this something you think you're gonna stick with for a long time or is it maybe um, a jumping point to something else you want or maybe where you see yourself maybe in two, three, five years? Um, yeah. No, I, I really like it. Um, just saying you work for the United States Tennis Association and like I get so much passion just when I go to work every day, just knowing that you're responsible for, for so many things. And um, I'm really close with the general manager here and she's she's explained to me all the high expectations and all the different things she has planned for me for next year. So um, as of now, yeah, I'm staying down here. Um, you can't beat it. Uh, being in Florida 24 seven. Um, I know Jacob Streeter, who's a Hastings grad who played football and basketball. He actually just got a job in Tampa. So he's going to come here in about three weeks. So it'll be cool to just have some Hastings guys. I know Danny Steiner who graduated, he's down here as well. So um, it's just something that even if I do move back to Minnesota, I think it'd be cool just to stay down here uh, for quite a while, just to experience it. Being away from home is just something that I think everyone should um have the chance to experience if they want to. And that's just something that something I always wanted to do. For sure. 
definitely a couple more questions here than for you, Alec. Uh, one thing, what do you think, how do you think your high school sports career, your experiences, coaches, teammates, um, any impact that they still have on you today? Um, any lessons, takeaways that you still think about from high school uh, sports or maybe just in high school in general that you're still um, incorporating in your life nowadays? Yeah, um, I would just say, um, just thinking about how happy some of the moments made me in high school, or even when I mentioned that North St. Paul game and just transitioning that to my work and just thinking that the work I'm doing now is going to let someone else have that same experience that I did is just super uh impactful for me just knowing that these people now have their chance to live out their high school sports dreams and I could be having an impact on that so just think about how happy that made me and even um, it's going to make me feel passionate when I see an event be super successful or uh, someone have that special moment I think that's just something that you 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 always remember your high school sports days and again it's not going to be when my team won the conference tournament for tennis it's going to be the different times we went out to eat together we did all this and do and I just know that that's what all these uh, young athletes want to do with each other and uh, the least I could do is try to help them and uh, give them the best possible chance because so many other people gave that for me for sure last couple then uh, questions for you then uh, maybe the most important piece not that you're <laughs> growing up your life here wasn't important but this is maybe the most important piece moving forward then so if you could take, or if you could give parents or coaches uh, two pieces of advice from your perspective and your experiences, uh, what, what do you think they would be and why? I would say, um, these, this was parents and coaches, correct? Yep. Yeah, I would just say just for parents and coaches, um, just let the athletes do what they want to do. Um, I think my parents were super good at that. They didn't push me to do anything. I know that some parents, just because they maybe regret not taking their sports seriously. They'll push their kids to do too much. And that's just something that um, you just got to trust uh, in your kids and then just trust that uh, you're a part of the whole team as well. I think some parents can think their kids are um, don't need to be a part of a team and work individually. And um, again, even if I was like a superstar tennis or hockey player, that's just not something that uh, I believed me and my family would do is just to leave to go to a special academy or something because uh, just like the community is something that I'm so big on and um, I have nothing against private schools but like when we go to the state high school hockey tournament I don't, I'm not going to cheer for a private school like that's just not the case it, you want to cheer for the public schools uh, and even like the the lower ones as well and even when Hastings a couple of years ago was so close making it to the state ho hockey tournament like I know that every basically every fan in that uh, arena would be cheering for them as well. And that's just because of the community and people staying and trust in their community is going to be on their back as well. For sure. Last one then for you. Same kind of question, but for student athletes, what do you think two pieces of advice from your perspective and your experiences uh, would be for student athletes and why? I would just say, do not let, um, don't worry as much. I think that was something that I think I could have done better at as I think I just, I worried too much about what college I was going to go to and everything. And I just like, obviously I'm not saying don't focus on your studies and everything, but there's so much more time than you think you have. If you just have your mental stability, really be uh, focused on what you want. And um, I think that's such a big thing is mental health. And you see so many things on mental health and it's not just being depressed or anything. It's just fully being mentally 
in the game, ready to go, because if you're not mentally in the game, you're going to regret um, that so much. So, um, and that's like the second piece of advice too. You don't know what other people are dealing with as well. So um, I know our tennis team, we'd have some guys that would have to take a day off just because they were stressed and everything. And that's not a bad thing to do because uh, I know that they were doing it at the best interest of the team and you just got to trust the process. So overall, I think uh, just being mentally focused and mentally in the game is such a big piece. For sure. Alec, that's all I got for you. The, the mic is yours here for the last couple of minutes. Anything I, I didn't ask you, you want to talk about um, anything else you, you want to talk about? Um, like I said, the mic is yours and you can go for it. I just say um, Minnesota high school sports, even when I'm down here in Florida, I've worked with so many high schools down here and um, I'm not taking a bash at them at all, but Minnesota high school sports and how they're run, I'll stick by it that I think it's the best state run by anything, just with how hard it is to get to the state tournament um, how every team makes sections like down here there's like a district tournament then you go to sections and you go to sub regionals like I'm just like why can't you just have one section tournament like Minnesota does so even like what I've I use the hockey example so much it's so hard to make it to that state tournament but that's why it's so special um, when you make it so I just say even if you like I said earlier even if you're feel like you're too good for your sport and you want to go to these academies and everything just remember that there's nothing better than Minnesota high school sports. And um, that's why um, I was so blessed to play in Minnesota because I think um, it's the hardest state to go to a state tournament in. And um, that just keeps your passion for it. And it kept my passion throughout everything. So um, no matter what, I think that everyone should experience uh, Minnesota high school sports if they're given that opportunity. Awesome. Alec, I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you very much. No, thank you.